Thank you for joining the Bevel Talk, Season 14, Episode 3, Weld Tube Special Part 3, Highlights from Weld Tube's Miller HQ visit. Today, we're talking with special guests from the Weld Tube Squad, who explain the power of networking in the welding industry and talk about the highlights of their week in Appleton, Wisconsin at Miller Electric headquarters. Let's get right into it. So it is crazy the different journeys that we've taken. So let's let's get back. Cody, go ahead and ask that question again. Yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, uh, get that conversation up and going again about the power of networking, right, and how important it is to your career, uh, meeting other people, the jobs that you could get in the future, uh, your personal reputation. How has that, that impacted your personal uh, careers? I mean, it plays a, uh, plays a huge role. Like you say, your name, your reputation. Um, welding's a lot of name heart. You know, yeah, okay, there'll be the Indeed. You, sign, you send your resume, whatever. There'll be those jobs. But at least I know in Alberta, like, when you get a project, you get your superintendents, your general foreman, your foremans. Okay, we need welders. Who are we getting? Well, call this guy, call this guy. Oh, I worked with him before. It's great to get along with, great to work with. He welds, you know, awesome welder, welds hard, works hard. Um, That gets passed around. I don't know about you guys in the States, but uh, especially in Alberta, the oil industry is small. It's a very small world. You work, you know, you work as a one guy in your apprenticeship. Next thing, your rig is beside him on the next job. Um, It's a small world and your name, it goes far. It can, you hope it works good for you. Well, and one bad, one bad experience with somebody, I'm not going to, your reputation goes the way of the job too. It's not just that person, you know, if the job's not going, it's not great. You are on that job. That can stay with you if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? What was the, what was the question, the best way? To... Networking. <laughs> Networking. How has it, how has it affected your career? Well, I know with networking, um, it's actually been very nice because I, uh, um, well, essentially I went to Atlanta, Georgia in, uh, for Fat Tech in 2018. Uh, and then there I actually met uh, the WellTube guys, which is very nice because uh, from there they said, hey, Travis, you want to come down to Houston, Texas, and we'll do a titanium and aluminum videos with you. And I'm like, yes, because I really, really wanted to do traveling because I never really had very much experience traveling. Um, so then when I went to Houston, Texas, uh, and I was doing the titanium and aluminum uh, videos with the instructors, uh, then my friend said, hey, Travis, come to Mexico. Uh, like a, one of the guys I worked with, uh, his daughter was having a celebration in Mexico. So I went from Houston, Texas to Cancun. And then uh, there was this, uh, this older woman that I met at, um, I think it was Coco Bongo. It's a little dance club. And she said, hey, Travis, come to Vienna, Austria. So then suddenly I find myself in Vienna, Austria, you know. And then so uh, then I was like, the next week I go home, and the next week, hey, Travis, come back to Houston, Texas. You're going to be judging the junior senior high school building competition for Fat Tech. So boom, I was in, I was in um, Houston, Texas, judging the competition. And then uh, so I I'm, I'm go back home, and I said, okay, now I, I want to go travel. So I put this out on social media. I want to go somewhere, you know. And then suddenly my friend from Colorado, he said, hey, Travis, my wife and I were going to Ireland and Greece. So you want to join us? I'm like, yep. So I go there. Now I'm in Ireland and Greece, you know, and then uh, now I come back home there. And I, I oh, then I'm out to Chicago doing uh, FabTech with uh, WellTube here. We're at the Miller booth and a number of other booths and just checking everything out. Uh, and then all of a sudden I'm, uh, well, I'm looking for the next place to go. But then I find 
Brazil and Japan. Um, and then, I, but the nice thing is that there's a number of guys I made friends with at um, um, in Chicago and Greece, Ireland, and um, I was saying, hey, do you guys want to come to Japan with me? Um, but some of them couldn't make it, uh, you know, unfortunate, but it's just nice, hey, uh, next time you go somewhere to ask, let us know, we're going to, like, uh, uh, find some place to go to. And then from there, then I, I was putting on online that um, I want to go to another place. Then my friend from Colorado said, hey, Drath, I'm doing this uh, pipeline workshop in January. Do you want to come? I'm like, yep. I'm, no, I'm, I'm suddenly in Colorado doing this, uh, just hanging out doing a pipeline workshop. And then I was actually supposed to go to Florida, and then I was supposed to judge a high school competition in Texas, and then I was supposed to do fat bike in Las Vegas in 20, 2020 uh, when everything kind of snowballed. But um, it was just nice because it's just like just nonstop. It's like a, a snowball rolling downhill of just one connection, two connect, connection, and the connection, and then just all these opportunities and resources. So I feel like you're never more than one step away from somebody that knows a welder, right? And they're always like, oh, yeah, you guys are welders. You should talk. And you're like, you, it's almost that instant bond of, of, of brotherhood or camaraderie, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, fun story. My, my sister had a – her van door fell off because one of the hinges on it busted one day, right? And she took it to the small town body shop and it's like, oh, yeah, it's like a 1000 bucks to fix it. She's like, oh, man, I wish you was home. My dad's a welder. He'd fix it. He's like, wait, your dad's a welder? Yeah. He's like – all right, give me 20 bucks, meet me here at my house after work. He like, <laughs> put it in place, welded it for for like 20 bucks. And, you know, just silly stuff like that. But it's it's more than that, too. You're never that far away from, from family, right? Because you are away from your family when you're welding a lot. And so you find ways to to really be a family on those job sites. That, oh. Well, hey, so we travel for work. So basically what we do, we live in a fifth wheel. Got the wife, two kids. We travel everywhere. And one of the nice things about what we do is my wife has friends all over the country right now. So the networking end of it is awesome. I mean, she's got somebody in some state. She's always flying everywhere. She doesn't really like hanging out with me no more, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a family on the road. How important has that ability to network been able or made it it, uh, give you the ability to get jobs? Oh, it's. It's the only way I get jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way I get jobs, especially for oil and gas. Everybody wants to get into oil and gas or, you know, I'd imagine the exotics are pretty much the same way. I mean, it's not like you just turn in a resume. It's you got to go meet people that are involved in it. And and then it just starts to snowball. And I I just forgot. Sorry. Um, Yeah. And that. Yeah, no, give me a sec here. <laughs> Sorry, Schofield. <laughs> no, you're good, man. So anyways, I think it's just kind of a snowball deal where you get on your first job, you meet everybody you can meet on that job because as soon as that one's done and everybody gets laid <laughs> off, they're going in 30 different directions to another one. And hey, there's 30 chances you might have another welding job on one of them. And then you meet those guys. And I mean, your network, What I, I seen a meme the other day where... Uh, the only people with more contacts in the mafia <laughs> are pipeliners or welders. <laughs> That's the truth. It's the truth. That is the truth. ArcReach Smart Feeder delivers excellent RMD and pulsed MIG welding up to 200 feet away from the power source with no control cables, twice the distance previously possible. RMD and pulsed MIG processes also help reduce weld failures and eliminate backing gas on some stainless and chromoly applications. For more information, visit millerwelds.com slash wirefeeders. 
Okay, so now I want to I want to transition just a little bit. I want to talk about your your week here at Miller. Um, so let's talk about the highlights of your week. Let's talk about where you've been, what you've done, what have you learned, um, what have you taught us. Also, you know, any takeaways or reflection? I know that's a, a lot to unpack here, but let's just have an open I'll discussion add, on I'll it. I'll answer the first question. Okay. The highlight? It's been this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. It's been amazing. All right. Awesome. Next We're question. Good. We're going to talk about <laughs> cheese curds. Yes. Yeah. Curds. Not eating cheese for at least five years. Oh. <laughs> Only five, man. We haven't done it right then. Good God. <laughs> Can they hear the squeaks through the mic? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, but you know, what, what are some of the highlights? Uh, you know, you've been all over campus. You've met with all of the different divisions. You've had experiences to do yeah. lots of different stuff. Um, what did you do? What did you learn? What did you teach us? I think being in the industry, we already had a good idea of the quality Miller puts out. It's amazing, amazing company, amazing products. Everyone in here runs a Miller, so. To see your reliability lab was, I think that's what blew everybody away, seeing the torture testing you guys put these machines through to make sure that we make money for the foreseeable future and we don't have to worry about the, uh, the, our machines shutting down or the reliability of our, our investment because that's what's feeding our families. So it's nice to have that you know, <clears throat> peace of mind knowing that our Miller product's going to be there for us when we need it. So I thought that was amazing. What I thought it was great is that we were able to test out all, you know, new stuff, you know, all welding machines and all that, um, how they run. Uh, also, us being able to give our opinions, you know, on on what we think of the product. I mean, that was that was amazing. You know, how you guys want to hear that from us. Another one thing I liked probably the most is like, um, like when we have like group discussions, I can... Say if I have a, a certain ideas for a machine, um, or a, you know, I want the machine to do certain things, very specific things for very specific kind of jobs, then I can actually say, "Hey, Cody, I got these ideas, you know, and I, I want the machine to do this thing. Can can you guys do this?" And he'll actually listen and, and throw ideas out. So that's kind of something that uh, that I like about Miller that I can just like, "Hey, uh, kind of sort of want a Miller Dynasty in your drive," <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, but but it's just nice that I can, I can just throw <laughs> I can throw ideas out and they'll, they'll work with me. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that input you guys are taking, obviously talking with Cody with the uh, Pipe Pro, Owen Schofield, and how he was uh, involved in that a little bit. Like, you don't just send a welder out. Here's a new product. Here, it's on the market. You guys go through some serious testing. You get it fine tuned. You talk with welders. You're out in the field with welders. You know, it's not performing the way it should or for the pipeline specifically, like it's not, well, you know, we used to run this. Why would you run this? You guys got it fine-tuned. You took that time. Um, you put the investment in to get that and get the input, and I think it's worked pretty good. And continuing to test currently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a never-ending thing. You know, always trying to get the best out of your product. So it says a lot about you as a culture and as a company. Well, we appreciate all the feedback because, you know, it – you guys see it every single day. Some of us, we get to see it on a regular basis. Some of us haven't experienced it quite as much. And so being able to understand the different variables of, of welding on an exotic metal versus welding on a carbon steel and, and the the flexibility and the dynamics that, that need to be able to change or be adjusted in a way that, that can be to fine-tune and do the job that you needed to do, but also in a way that it's easy to do it, and you don't have to read the manual every time to remember. Hey, I've got I've got to set this setting just right, and then this one, and this one, and 
And it really is a dance of trying to give as much complexity as possible with as much simplicity as possible. And without talking to you guys and, and having that experience with, with welders and others, it makes our job much more difficult. I think too, like I haven't experienced it personally yet, but I know with Jake talking with Cody, like uh, when guys do have issues, they call you. And we walk through those, uh, those centers where the calls go and directed to that uh, specific department or that person who knows how to answer that question. Um, that's impressive because when, when you have issues. It's not just a call center with a big book they're reading yeah. step by step. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they built the product. Yeah. They're one, the ones that can really answer that. One question. sec. Let us transfer you to the guy who knows what he's doing and he'll walk you right through it. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. That, for me, when I came to work for Miller, that was actually really one of the cool things is, as I was interviewing for the process, getting to meet some of the service technicians and the customer service and see how much hands-on experience they've actually had and the experience in talking to customers to be able to solve problems and things was, was pretty neat. So if you had to, to boil it down into just two takeaways, two each, what would you take away from this week? Takeaways is in what we learned? Yeah. Okay. So the engine drives, I love the engine drives. So I, I talk to Cody a bunch all the time which is awesome, but we went to the Pipeworks 400, the wire gun. I've never ran wire in my life, and that thing was absolutely amazing. Just like you were saying, super complex, but dumbed down enough for me to run it, right? <laughs> so I was able to put a good-looking bead in, fill it all the way up. It was amazing. Never done it before in my life, so that was awesome. And then the heat induction. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah, blew my freaking mind. <laughs> could not believe you could heat up a piece of what did we have? We had six inch five hundred wall? Six inch good eighty. Yeah. Yeah. I think heated it up in ten minutes, fourteen hundred degrees. Yeah. Super fast. Induction heating is amazing. If you don't know about induction heating, you need to study about induction heating, especially for guys that are doing specialties and things, and you need to be able to heat and preheat and really Main, track stuff. Maintain heat yeah. too is another huge yeah. thing. Control and all that with that, like I mean. Yeah. For a mobile machine and that, like we well, witnessed it, it's it's not it's amazing. One other thing I have to do for a takeaway too is watching Travis and Cody. So I understood <laughs> the dynamic dig and all this stuff pretty decent. Those two went into such depth on it, and then we were messing with it a ton with uh, Travis. And man, it, it was just amazing. So the ability to control a puddle to either drive it in or to let it sit on top a little bit and yeah it was pretty cool what about anybody else what what's a couple of takeaways uh for me i think uh i think it's the uh, simplicity of of all these welding machines you know just for the click of a a trigger you know the, a button so simple you can do tig mig you know everything it's just the way to go and i think most of these young uh, kids that's what they're looking for that's what you don't want to confuse them <laughs> so I, I, I love it I, that's what I'm taking with me so when I'm helping look at UIs or user interfaces mm -hmm. my my always my takeaway or my thought process is always as welding's hard enough when it's going well when you don't know what's going on like good luck yeah, good <laughs> luck yeah, yeah, agreed <laughs> good luck figure it out good you know another uh big thing my takeaway obviously I mentioned it before it's customer service um we, right now I do run a Lincoln engine drive. Um, shop machines are all Millers. So I think I got three or four of them now. Um, but 
understanding that Pipro, you know, it's it's an investment, like uh, Matt says. It's not a cheap product, but that it's going to make your money over and over and over and over again. For a long time. So getting that cleared up before making that investment, talking with Cody, talking with other guys, Jake too, like there's questions where reps in Alberta, or not reps, but uh, other welders using the machine in Alberta. How's dynamic dig work? Well, that's your art control and that's your stiffness. Okay, well, how's it work? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of said it here. <laughs> I got the in-depth explanation from Cody. We got to pl- uh, try it out, play with it. Wasn't uh, it was a clear explanation for a change? And talking with everyone here, like if you have questions, they were answered. And if they couldn't answer, they're finding this guy's more especially in it. That was uh, getting those clear answers, getting things cleared up before an investment like that. So it's, uh, it's important. Yeah. And if you use a competitor product, if anyone's listening right now, you'd spend one day here at Miller and you'd switch. I guarantee you go blue. Yeah. Guarantee it. Well, thank you for that. We, I tend to agree. Um, what else, Travis? What's some takeaways for you? Uh, well, I like how personable everybody was. You know, you just walk in and, hey, Travis, how's it going? You know, everybody's like super kind, you know, and it's like super friendly. Um, I do like the fact that I can, if I have ideas, I can like bring them up and, and someone will actually work with me about that. Um, I do like that. I did like seeing the Duo Pro 800 because I do love that machine. You know, and I also like the fact that uh, um, I saw a little excerpt of a little video that it was shown using that machine and then you had all these operators running all these different machines off, do it welding all at the same time. So it was actually quite impressive, you know, seeing that thing in action. Uh, gouging was fun. I had a lot of fun gouging with that thing, just like wrecking the metal, just watching it go all over the place. You know, I just quite what, impressive. What metal, Trout? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was just there, I swear. <laughs> oh, and I, I did like, uh, you know, seeing the Dynasty uh, again, because it was, you know, it's been a while since I got to use my 350. So uh, seeing the Dynasty 400 guy, being able to weld with that thing, um, doing the welding, I was a little bit nervous, you know, because I haven't done that particular technique. But using that machine and just his second striking arc, it's like, okay, I got this, you know, because it's a very comfortable, well, comforting arc. It's a very familiar arc. And it just it just, it just makes you like, very comfortable, you know, doing these kind of welding. It's just so nice and gentle and soft, and it just really helps you basically do the welding of those, those Dynasty 400s. So that was nice. I find it interesting that when you, when you guys describe an arc and when you're you're looking at it, you talk about it in very familiar terms, right? Like there, there's a comforting arc, like it's something that I've been used to. And and I know for me what that what you're implying is that you've got to be very comfortable with it. You've got to have done it. You've got to practice. Or even if you're a little bit out of practice, you can fall back into it relatively quickly because you've taken that time to learn that skill and pushed yourself hard enough to be that expert or, or more than proficient in that in that technique or in that process. Thank you for listening to the Bevel Talk Season 14. Please check out all of this season's episodes featuring the Weld Tube Squad, 